Before we begin our episode, did you know that podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. Did you know what today is, Nico? No, I don't know what today is. Today is Steve Stone Cold's Stone. I'm sorry, Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin's birthday. Well, that's gonna be. This. Go ahead. I mean, this is going to be our our uh, what do you call it? Our WWE, our wrestling thing of the day. Our quota is filled now. Exactly. This is the and this is also the uh, the cold open. So I'm going to call it the Stone Cold Open. <laughs> well done. Well done. I'm uh, I'm always a fan of good puns. The rapper and 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 uh, and a uh, grammar. What was that? I said of the rapper as well. Oh, big ah! <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> That's two. That's two. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Zinger, yeah. zinger. So the the man turned fifty four years old today. Such uh, such an iconic wrestler. Um, I have a uh, thing. Is there anything that just sticks out in your mind about Stone Cold Steve Austin, or like you know, like a memory of yours? Uh, no. I mean, him and The Rock had one of the best feuds in the Attitude Era. Um, still, I mean, to this day, I think a lot of uh, you know wrestling fans. Um, say that's probably one of like the high points of that era. Um, so anything he did with the rock was always like pretty magical. So yeah, I mean, and I, I'm a huge rock fan. So uh, yeah, I mean, anything that him and the rock did together always, always sticks out. Yeah. Those, those were always uh, iconic um, like matches be it in like pay-per-view or even when it was like raw or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, now that I think of it, so I, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but every time The Rock did a uh, Stone Cold Stunner, he was criticized for overselling that move because he would basically, like, you know, he'd get stunned and he'd like do this like backflip, almost like uh, cartoonishly out like as far as he could go. Um, and so I, I know he was like really criticized about that. It, it turns out um, uh, a lot later on, uh, he revealed that him and Austin always had a bet if he could um, oversell the uh, the stunner, um, and if he did it well enough, he would get him a pack of beer. So, <laughs> I thought that was always pretty. I, or I thought that was pretty good because it always was weird how come he he really oversold that um, that move so much. Only with Austin though, so yeah. There you go. Yeah, I know. What you, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it on, um, on like on Instagram and stuff like that, where you see um, Dwayne Johnson or The Rock. He does like a flip. He does like two flips, and then he, when he gets up on the on his feet, he's like on his tippy toes, and he falls back down again. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. Like it, it looks like it's a it, it, it's straight out of a cartoon. Yeah. Well, my I'd have to say my uh, Stone Cold moment. Well, Reyna was there for this one. Reyna, do you remember when we were in Vegas? Uh, was it ho- was it Halloween? We went with Ben and Cameron. I think it was Halloween, right? 
I'm not remembering this, but yeah, lots of good things always happen in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, it was after. I think it was like a Saturday morning. Obviously, after a night of like, part, like you know, drinking and shit on Friday. Now, are you, are you starting to get remember it now? That sounds like every trip that we take to Vegas. So, carry on. Exactly. Okay. Well, so it was like we were obviously nursing our nursing ourselves back to health from the night before. You don't remember? No, this is not. You're not saying anything different from any other trip that we've taken to Vegas. You gotta more details, please. Okay, so we were just sitting there and we were flipping the channels, and all of a sudden you see Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's in that reality show for WWE. <laughs> Tough enough. Oh, yeah. Okay, go on, go on. Do you remember? It was. I think, I think maybe it was like the first season or second season of it all. And this was at what time was it? this? Was at, at maybe nine, ten o'clock in the morning. And they were having a, a marathon of it. And usually you'd think like, all right, let's just uh, recharge our batteries and then you know head back out on the strip and start partying it up again. We ended up staying in the room until like almost like six, seven o'clock because we just started watching the freaking Tough Enough. Because I do remember that. <laughs> it was just Stone Cold Steve Austin berating the shit out of the competitors over and over again. Don't you remember we were like laughing at that one kid? Yeah, that was like with Ben and Cameron, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That, oh man, we just stayed in the room. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like Ben came. Ben comes in and he says, "What the hell are you guys watching?" He he, he would bring their he, they were bringing us food. That's remember? right. And it's like, oh, we're watching Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Nico, he bet our friend Ben. He ends up just sitting there. He's just going, "I don't understand. Why are you watching this? I don't know. It's it's funny." And he, he ended up just sitting there with us. Watching all the way through and through the, 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 <laughs> marathon, the mini marathon of tough enough we had in the in the in the hotel room, and it was just funny just because like Stone Cold Steve Austin was just laying into the competitors every time, and there was just one. Fuck, I'm trying to remember the uh, that that guy, that kid he had like some bullshit ass hairdo. It was like all like um like curly and like all poofy and shit like that. And he just came up to his face and said, do you think this is fucking funny? Oh, you know, obviously they're bleeping everything out. You think this is funny? Oh, you piece of shit. You can't do shit in your life. Oh, my God. He was just like laying right into him. And I was just like, is this supposed to be motivating him? Because this is, he's really just breaking the shit out of this out of this kid who was like going, oh, yeah, Stone Cold, you know, is my, is my hero. They're going, you know, wanting to be a wrestler all my life. You know, I, I want to I wanna be a wrestler. And he just and Stone Cold basically shits on his dreams, and that's my Stone Cold moment where I was just going, like, forget all the wrestling matches and all. This, this, this was truly the best entertainment that he provided me. He berated <laughs> the shit out of people. Yeah, way better than Vegas, right? Way better than Vegas. We ended up staying in the room until like seven o'clock. Until like, oh, we got we have to dinner, dinner time. So. That that's my uh, that's my stone cold moment. This is and that's our stone cold uh, stone cold open for our. So we're gonna go from the stutter man to the spider man. Yeah, we'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty Like we jumping through these portals, trust me, none of this is 
pig Keeping nerd or nothing, yeah, you know that is our motto And if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow Got the host with the most, he got moves like he's Star-Lord All these haters taking shots, they missing like it's Star Wars Far more content than you could even ask for Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Keeping It Nerd. This is episode 33, Into the Nerdyverse. This is the movie review of Sony's Spider-Man movie, Into the Spider-Verse. And today, I'm your host, Vince Mastajo, your Peter Parker, and I'm joined today by Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy. Would you guys like to say hello? Hi, I'm Nico Mastajo. I'm glad to be back on. I'll be your Miles Morales. And I'm Gwen Stacy, Reina Mastajo. Glad to be here. Well, as you could possibly all put you know, put it together, guys, or listeners, you just heard three Mastajos, so it wasn't an echo. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to change the name of this episode. It's going to be Into the Mastajoverse because <laughs> we've joined forces just like just like everyone else in the in this movie. Uh, That's scary. Have, That's a scary thing, Mastajoverse. Yeah. we got <laughs> two Mastajo now, so... Yeah, we uh, we watched this uh, movie this past weekend, Sony's uh, adaptation of Spider-Man, their animated film, which, well, obviously we're going to dive into it uh, right now, but it was a great film and actually, oh, interesting. Uh, guys, what what were your first, what were, like, how, like, coming up to this movie, what, what did you know about it? Because for me, I was coming to it, into the Spider-Verse for me, I thought it was like about the comic book event, into uh, Spider-Verse. So obviously it was way different and we'll go into how different it was. But like, I was, I was wondering like what you guys were thinking, how, you know, about this movie and like Sony was going to make another Marvel movie, another Spider-Man movie, but this time it was going to be animated. Like what were you guys' thoughts and feelings prior to watching this movie? Uh, Nico. Um, yeah, so initially when I first, like, whenever the, I first saw the trailer, um, I was kind of like, okay, here's Sony trying to make another attempt at, at some sort of, um, uh, franchise because they don't have, um, you know, Spider-Man, um, live action right now. So, um, I wasn't too into it, but I think as I saw more trailers, um, I got a little bit more hyped and then, um, I, I knew it was going to see it opening night, but I think what really got me was the Rotten Tom- Tomato reviews and then just kind of word of mouth of how good this movie was. So, you know, going into it, um, I didn't really know the um, Into the Spider-Verse uh, comic book run. I have a like a, a small, um, like a little bit of a understanding of, of what happens in it. I never actually read it. Um, so uh, I don't know how close to the storyline this movie took place so that i think going into that that was good because uh, it was just a, it was a good fresh take and uh you know i loved it all around um but really starting off i didn't know much 
uh, about it. And I didn't really have much um, thoughts on it other than, I, you know, I hope it's good. How about you, Reina? I actually really didn't know much about it either. I mean, I heard about, you know, the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. He was a new incarnation or whatnot, but I never read the comics. Um, it really was something new to me. And um, I think that helped because since I didn't know much about it, there was nothing to compare it to. So I went into it with a fresh mind and um, came out pleasantly um, surprised and, and, you know, happy about it. Vince? Well, let me, let me start off by saying after the first, like this, we watched the, I'm sorry, the previous two movies to watching this have, haven't been so great for me. We saw Ralph Breaks the Internet and we saw, Ve and I saw Venom. Both movies kind of like, were like, eh, eh, for me. And also, this is like our third animated film that we saw this year. We also saw The Incredibles, which was not so great for for me either. So coming into this, I was just, I had I, I kind of put like a, a low bar because I was like, all right, well, this is a Marvel animated feature. Um, they're not really known for their uh, strong animated uh movies because i mean th this is where i say dc really stands out like they really do a good job of uh putting their comic book um storylines onto uh on onto the, onto the big screen or at least onto the screen since most of them are direct to dvd but that's and i never saw marvel as being strong in that area so i, I came with it with like a low bar and i thought like this was going to be like a teen titans or a Teen Titans Go type deal. Maybe it was like gonna be more 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 tailored for the kids. Um I I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be um especially especially knowing where that this this was gonna be Sony and this was gonna be like a family movie. I knew right away like I don't think they're gonna be able to get do the, I don't think this is gonna be anything like the Spider-Verse comic book run, which uh, I read um and I had like so many questions, but after I heard that they were going to make the Spider-Verse movie, I was like going, is it going to be about the comic book, um, you know, event? Because if it was, I don't know how they're going to make this family friendly. I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're going to get away with this, like some of the things if they're going to only make it like PG or I think what, what, what rating was this? Was it PG? Uh, yeah, it was PG. Yeah. So, um, I, so you, you two, you two are not familiar with the, with the Spider-Verse comic book event, right? No, not at yeah. all. I mean, what I did was, just because I knew it was coming out and I knew there was a comic run, um, I did wiki it like a couple of months ago. So again, I just kind of like a brief plot synopsis of, of what the story was. Um, and uh, that's about it. But I never actually, you know, picked up the comics. Um, yeah, I just, it's it's been kind of crazy recently because when I do go uh, to the comic book stores um, or just, um, I don't know, like I'll see artwork. And in the past few years, there have been so, um, so many renditions or versions of Spider-Man that have popped up that I did not know existed. And I'm not sure if that all came from the Spider-Verse uh, comic uh, run, but it's just kind of crazy. It's kind of like how the Bat family keep, keeps growing in DC and it's, you know, it, it's, it's quite large now. Um, I, I think Spider-Man is kind of like that equivalent, but 
yeah, other than that, I didn't know much about the, the actual comic um, other than what I read on Wikipedia. Yeah, well, I mean, the short uh, short run of it. Obviously, this this movie was to, to, totally different f- uh, from the actual storyline because in the comic books, there are these uh, group of uh, I guess you'd say like they're kind of like vampires, and they were called the inheritors, inheritors, and they were basically killing off every Spider Man in every every universe. Spoiler alert, everyone! If you haven't read the comic book. I'll make sure to put this in the notes. Spoilers in the movie and spoilers in the comic book run. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, when I when I read that uh, when I read that title, I thought to myself like, all right, let me just read it. And like in the first couple pages, like they killed off a Spider Man, and I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, what the hell is going on here? And it you know threw me for a loop. And then obviously as the story progressed, you know, you find out oh, okay, there are many different versions of Spider Man. There's many different universes, obviously, and they're just they're being hunted down. So, and then, uh, and then obviously there's like, th- there's like, um, like a, not, what would it, what would it be called? Like a, a story that, oh, fuck, what is that? A legend there. Oh, what, what is the word I'm trying to think of right now? The ultimate universe? No, no. Like, there's a tale that there's a, there are these three things that will make the things come true. You know? Like an urban uh, legend? Like a, I don't know. Like a prophecy? Thank you. Yeah, prophecy. There you go. So there was supposed to be like these three uh, pieces that would make the prophecy come true in in the storyline, right? So obviously, you know, the Spider Men, Spider Men, they uh, they defeat the inheritors, but throughout it all, like you lose you lose pieces here and there. You lose um, Superior Spider. You lose a uh, Spider Ham. You lose. Oh, I mean, you, know, you lose. Guys. Yeah, he does. He does die. And there's a spider monkey. And oh my god, there's so many of like these spider like what whatnots in the in the storyline. Which I was going, it was kind of silly. But then I was like, oh okay. Like there were like five versions of Spider Woman. You had Spider Woman Gwen Stacy. You had Spider uh, Spider Woman uh, Jessica Drew. And then you had Spider Woman uh, Anya something. But I was just like. Cripes, there's so much. And like you're saying, there it's like Batman. There's so many, you know, the, the family and like the branch of the tree is so huge already where I, I was kind of losing myself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming into watching, seeing the preview of this, of this, I was like going, where, where, where are we going here? Like, are you actually going to be having like these vampire Spider-Man hunters coming after, uh, after these people, uh, after the Spider-Man? And if so, like you only showed like, five five or six of the, of the uh other spider-man spider-men's i don't know how i don't know how, how would i say that in plural but um that's where i was kind of like skeptical uh with how they were going to approach this if it was going to be directly correlated to the comic book which it obviously wasn't but but at the end i wasn't i wasn't disappointed at, at all like i i saw it with the same eyes that you both both saw it like with a pure enjoyment of the movie. It was, I mean, obviously it didn't have, it didn't take uh, the source material uh, and put it on, on the screen, but it, it did its job. I, they just took the title. That's all it did. They just took the title and they made it, they, they, they made it their own. Um, but with that being said, I wasn't disappointed. Uh, it sounds like you guys weren't disappointed. What did, what, what did you guys like most about the movie, Reina? 
I would say that it's actually an original story to me is what I really liked about it. I mean, if I'm going to talk about the movie, the animation, the writing, I would say my most favorite um, part of this was the soundtrack. To me, the soundtrack was awesome. It had a bunch of hits, and um, I think that really set the tone for the movie and just the story. What about you, Nico? Oh, man. Um, well, let me, where do I start? Like, there's a reason that um, this has got, like, uh, the last time I saw it was, like, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, for me, it was just, the animation was really good. It had its own style. Um, and then it was interesting, like, how they brought in these different Spider-Men, and they all had their own, uh, like, unique animation style as well. Um, I thought that was really cool. Parts of it seemed like uh, it was really, um, like it was 3D almost. A lot of the action sequences, how the camera kind of takes you on, um, like through the the view of Spider-Man made it feel like it was 3D. The, the um, action sequences were good. The storyline was good. I agree with you with the soundtrack. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I like that it didn't waste time uh, retelling the Spider-Man origin again. It kind of just went into it. And it, again, it had its own way of kind of just like catching you up on all these characters with these like, you know, 10 second like intros. Um, it was very comic booky, but also like it had comic book elements to it that I, I, I don't think you could do in a live action movie. Um, and it brought it into this movie really well without it feeling too cheesy. Um yeah, I don't know. Like, I loved all the characters. I liked how it brought in multiple vill villains. Um, mm -hmm. what was, oh, you know, it was also, like, really self-aware. It made fun. It was funny because it made fun of, of of the tropes and, like, the typical hero things you would see in a Spider-Man movie or other um, superhero movies. So, I mean, that's what made it funny and unique for me as well. Um, yeah, overall, just really well done. Yeah, I completely agree uh, with you, especially on the character development. Um, I really liked each and every character. There was something that you can relate to for that. Um, and especially something that I noticed with Miles Morales it, that I really like compared to the other Spider-Man movies is that they made his character relatable and likable. And of course, he did some bonehead moves Um but they were understandable. Like in past Spider-Man movies, they make them a little bit too emotional where you start to realize like, okay, you're getting a little bit whiny now and you're making dumb mistakes that are making the situation worse. Like for instance, the Tobey Maguire situation or character where he was so in love with MJ and then he got jealous. And so they had that stupid dance scene or whatnot. <laughs> Which, um, sorry, can I, again. Yeah, it, go ahead. It totally made fun of that whole scene. And it was just very self-aware. Like it just, it, it, it made fun of that because that's been like a running joke uh, for all Spider-Man uh, movies yeah. thus far. So again, it just brought that in. And yeah, so it was funny yeah. that you touched on that. Exactly. And so with Miles Morales, like, it was to the point where, okay, he's emotional and you could see his relationships with, you know, his, his dad and his uncle, but he never got past the point of being like, okay, now you're just irritating. Now you're just being dumb. Like you actually like stuck with the character in this particular movie. And, and that's something that I really felt uh, Sony did a good job on developing, you know, for his story arc. 
Yeah, I mean, so to add to that, what I what I felt like, because um, of course it's an animated film, so you expect this to be kind of for the kids, but because it's Spider-Man, you know, you expect the fanboys to come out, which are, you know, and they're a little older. And I felt like um, this movie served um, both purposes because it felt like Miles Morales was like the point of entry character for like younger kids, you know, you the younger audience can relate to him. Uh, and then when they introduced Peter B. Parker, who is like this older version of Spider-Man, he's kind of, he's experienced, but he's also kind of like downtrodden and it's kind of just like over the whole thing. Um, I felt like adults could relate more to that too. And just being like, you know, especially those that are like within their thirties or so, and, and kind of like getting to towards the, their 40 end, you just kind of feel like, okay, like this is life and this is how low, you know, things go. And, and for Spider-Man, this is him in, in the, in his forties, you know? Um, so I think that was yeah. relatable for adults while as Miles Morales was the point of entry character for like, this new generation of fans. So I yeah. thought that was really well done too. Yeah, you guys were you guys are hitting hitting it all on the on the nose right here. Um when you said Nico, the the colors that they used, it was just straight up from a comic book. Everything was so bright and vivid. Um and then you even see like they even had like the like the comic book paneling, like the panels during the storytelling of the of during the movie. I know that I know Ang Lee tried to do it in the first uh, Hulk movie uh, back in the day with uh, un- the unfortunate uh, Hulk that movie, but I thought that was oh that was a yeah, it was a cool concept at the time. It just didn't translate over well uh, in the live action movie, and it it, it did great in the in, in an animated feature, um, and like you said, everything like how this animated feature was displaying everything like in a fantasy world it was nice it was a nice escape from watching like the grounded movies that we've been seeing live action wise with you know the Mar- uh, with mcu and you know dc and you know whatever whoever's making a live action superhero movie you know they're limited to what they can do with you know reality and humans and stuff like that but when you add in a character like spider-man who can do all these you know aerial acrobatics you know, he's like kind of like, you know, super flexible in, in some things and he can put himself in compro- compromising situations. Whereas, you know, you can get away and you can do those things and it takes you in that fantasy world still while it's still keeping it somewhat grounded. It didn't, it didn't stretch the imagination too far, but it, but it took you to the brink where I going, okay, that's, you know, that, that, that's, that's what a Spider-Man can do. That's what he, you know, he's swinging left and right. He's over here, you know, doing, doing what a Spider-Man can, right? Yeah. Um, no, and, and something that I wanted to add, too, is the reason why I think I really enjoy this is because, you know, with how many Spider-Man movies we've already seen come out and how many actors that we've seen all play Peter Parker, it was nice to see a different story in Miles Morales. We've already heard <clears throat> the origin story of Peter Parker. We know that same story. And I like the fact that they didn't... Um, they didn't have to go too into too much detail. They just ran through it like, okay, you've heard this before. I got bit by a spider and I got, you know, superpowers, la-di-da. They didn't spend too much time on that. And they really focused on his character development, which to me, as we've said before, was an original story. And I think that's why I didn't have any expectations going into it. And so um, it was just great. <laughs> yeah even even uh peter Par- peter b parker i should say when um there's a point where uh i think miles is trying to kind of 
help him be the hero. And he is like, with great, great power comes great. And then like, he just cuts him off and he's like, don't finish that. I'm, I'm over that. Don't say it anymore. And it's like, that's how the audience feels. It's like, we've heard that, you know, with, with the, the amount of Spider-Man movies that have come out in the last uh, 10 or so years, you know? And so the, the writers were very good about knowing their audience doesn't need to hear this again. Let's just glaze over it because they're going to, we're going to assume that they know this and, and then move into, move straight into the story. Yeah, which which is great. Like you don't have to, you know, talk us start us back from square one all over again. And yeah, you fast forward everything, and they did it in such you know once again a unique way. You, every time uh, a new Spider Man is introduced, you just see the comic book, uh, you know, get thrown across the table, and you say, "All right, we'll make this real quick." I was, you know, my name is Benjamin Parker. I'm from the 1940s. I fight crime in a black and white world, you know, type deal. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I said, in which Nicholas Cage, he did it. He got to be a Spider-Man some way, you know, some some matter. His best um, role in I don't know, twenty plus years, I gotta say. I every time he said something, it was it was pretty hilarious. Um and then just knowing that it was Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There was actually some other voices in this movie that I wasn't aware that, you know, lended their no, their voices too uh, to the movie. It was. Did you know that Chris Pine was actually uh, the first Peter Parker that w- who ended up dying in the beginning? Yeah. So I I didn't. But going okay. So in all the trailers, um, you hear uh, Spider Man, and you assume he's going to be the one at the beginning of the movie, uh, the one that dies. Um, and 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 the who we know as Peter B. Parker, and that's Jake Johnson. I know him just because he's um, on New Girl. And so I recognize the voice. Yeah. He's on a, on the Jurassic World movies. Um, so I recognize his voice. But when when uh, the first Spider Man showed up at the very beginning of the movie, um, I, I I I knew it wasn't him, but I couldn't. I, it sounded familiar, and I couldn't tell who it was. And then so after the movie, I I I, I MDB'd him, and um, and then yeah, I found out who it was. It was uh, Chris Pine. Yeah, I mean, and then there was so there was Chris Pine. He played the. Peter, I guess you would say Peter A. Parker, since he's the A, a team Parker. And then, is there a reason why you think they call him Peter B. Parker because he's B team? What, what it was? I, I I didn't make that connection until you just said it right now, and I I that that could be a very clever way of doing that. I just don't know, but who knows? I I didn't read. I was going to ask you if, if there was uh, any um, reason that was the case since you read the comic. If if they made a reference to that, but who knows? Yeah, I think it might just be their way of. Um, you know, uh, differentiating the two because they're both. Um, yeah. 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 But, and then you had Zoe, Zoe Kravitz was Mary Jane. I didn't, I didn't know that was, she was in it or she was, you know, lending her voice. And then, well, Reina, like when we were watching the movie, you were like, I know Miles Morales' voice. And I know you said you liked the soundtrack so much about the, you know, with the movie. And Reina looked it up like, who is this voice? And it's like, it's Shamik Moore. I don't know if you're familiar. Did you watch that movie or not movie? That Netflix series? The Get Down. The Get Down. Yeah. No, but did I, you watch that, Nico? No, you know what? Uh, it was. It's been on my list. Jackson's been trying to get me to watch it, um, but I never. I ended up. I never ended up watching it. So who is he? Uh, so he's uh, from uh, that show. So yeah, he's he's from that show, and he's actually. Um, I think he's called Shaolin or whatnot, and he's pretty much the DJ in that particular series on Netflix, but, um, a point that I also noticed too about this, you know, sorry that 
you haven't watched it, but for our other listeners that have watched the Get Down, there were a lot of similarities between Miles Morales's character that I noticed um, in relation to the Get Down, um, like the begin- opening scene where Miles Morales is, you know, tagging up the wall with his uncle and whatnot, and that was similar to. Um, Jaden Smith's character in the get down. And I was like, Ooh, he really looks like him. And he really reminds me of him. And then the fact that um, the other character, he was voiced by uh, Shamik Moore, just put everything together. And then, you know, the hip hop soundtrack was awesome. It just had a lot of tones from the get down that were reminiscent in um, this particular movie, which I think is why I really liked it as well too, because I was, I really liked the get down. I really liked this. Um, it was just something that I could totally relate to. So, um, yeah, you know, they did have a lot of, uh, great voice talent here. I also was familiar with Spider-Ham. I was like, Hey, it's that, it's that comedian, John Mulaney that is voicing that. Like he sounds like a really old white guy, but turns out he's a young white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays Cottonmouth in, uh, in the Luke Cage days. Yeah, and and Remember he was Shala I Ali. Oh, I, I I think so. That I it sounds familiar. I, I just recognize the voice. Um, I think he's on um, the that movie that won uh, Academy Award last year, uh, Lion. I think. Oh yes, yes. I never yes, saw that right, either, right. but I think he was on there. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I recognize his voice too as um as his uh as Miles' uh, uncle, uh, the uh, Prowler. Uncle Aaron. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have. Now that you bring that up, Uncle Aaron, right? So he was the prowler. Um, and do you think when the dad, you know, spoiler for anyone, do you think when I, after Wilson Fisk shot him and, you know, Miles dragged, you know, dragged his body into the alleyway and he took off his mask and he took off, you know, his little glove to touch, to touch Miles or whatever and just speak to him mm-hmm. the last moments before he died and the dad sees him or, or you know, his brother, what do you think? The, what, what do you think is going on through the through the dad's mind? Like when he sees sees you know his brother Aaron on the floor. Like does he think like, "Hey man, why are you dressed up like Black Panther?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not I mean, in the same ain't... universe. <laughs> but I mean, he had he had the cape. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, he had the cape, the long claws type deal. I was like, uh, he's like, "Hey man, like you really took this." Uh, Black Panther movie uh, to another level. I didn't know you really liked it that much. Man. <laughs> just, I mean, obviously there was like that, that, that was, that was a turning point of, of the movie where uh, the reveal for Miles Morales that his uncle was actually a villain. And, but did it, so are we assuming though that the dad knew that that's uh that's the kind of business that his brother was into though? Cause he didn't seem too, too shocked except if anything for his death. Um, I, I think it was implied that he's kind of like a shady character. Like he probably has been in, in running into the law, but I don't think he, at least in, in my opinion, I, I don't think that his, his dad, uh, Miles' dad, um, knew that he was working for the Kingpin and he was actually like a super villain. Um, I think he just knew that he was kind of like in a shady and, and, and had run-ins with the law, um, in the past. So, um, but that's just kind of my take on it. I, I guess it could be taken in different ways. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, to your point, yep, he was in the shady business, but you know, I thought it was more like drug dealing or whatnot. But yeah, that could be just me making general stereotypes or whatnot. But um, 
Uh, yeah, extract that from the record. I'm just saying I agree with Nico and I will shut it from there. Yeah. Well, I so and, and that was a surprise to me, too, because I mean, when they showed his uncle, Uncle Aaron, um, I knew just from the comic books, you know, the, the history that the Prowler was um, Miles's uncle. And, and they even um, in the Spider-Man Homecoming, they um, they referenced that slightly, too, when uh um, I want to say Childish Gambino. What's his name? Danny Glover. Um, Donnie, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, that's right. Donald Glover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny Glover's Lieutenant Riggs. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover, um, he, he says something like, oh, yeah, um, my nephew lives in this in this uh, city or something like that to Spider-Man. So I, I knew the Prowler was um, Miles Morales' um, uncle but i didn't think he was actually going to be the prowler in this movie so that took me um by surprise and then i guess i should have seen it a mile mile away but i guess i was just so like into the movie no pun why- intended yeah there we go <laughs> another pun zinger um <laughs> yeah i, I should have seen it a miles away um but uh yeah I, I i did not see his death coming but you know how each of the spider people were talking about how they all lost a significant person that eventually caused, um, you know, gave them the motivation to be the the superhero. And we, Miles was the only one who didn't have that, um, that, that significant death, I guess, except for maybe since he idolized the original Spider-Man, I know I, maybe I just took it as that way, but I had no idea that they were going to kill off his uncle. And that was such a surprise. And again, another great, um, plot element in the in the story like after that I was I, I was emotionally attached to that character from then that point on for sure yeah I mean there, that was just like one of the villains right like you you mentioned earlier like the villains and that was something I think it suffered in a lot like uh, a lot of the sequels for the Spider-Man movies like uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and then the third Spider-Man movie like they tried to shoe, shoehorn all the villains and it was just like it just ended up being like some like cl- clusterfuck. Yeah. This in this one, you had Tombstone, you had Doctor Octavius, who was actually a woman. Again, and another had, great reveal. I thought I was not expecting that at all. And then when she comes out to be Doctor Octopus, I'm like, oh okay, I can get into this. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that was a nice little that was a nice little uh, twist too, where she's like, wait, can you say that again? I would like to see you die, Mr. Parker. What's your name? My name is Liv. Liv Octavius. Yeah. Oh shit! No way. Yeah. So, I thought that was actually pretty cool. So yeah, you had you had Kingpin, who was the main main villain. Um, but hey, let's hear it up for Kingpin. He's making it. He's killing it this year. He is on Netflix, and now he's a villain in the, Into the Spider Verse, one of the hottest movies right now. Um, but yet him, Green Goblin, Green Goblin, yep. uh, Scorpion. Who else did they have? Yeah, the Prowler. I mean, you had a lot of the villains in here, but you didn't feel like they were just being shoehorned in there just 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 for the sake of being. Like Tombstone was like third tier, fourth tier. Yeah. Like he didn't really do, do much except for you know take out his guns a couple of times. But as long as you saw his presence, like you just saw the pale white face, the hardened look, and like the gangster mobster, uh, you know, getup that he wore. Like going. Oh shit! It's Tombstone. All right, that's pretty cool. Like you're one of uh, Kingpin's like uh, henchmen, and then you see uh, Scorpion as one one of the henchmen too later on. Like you didn't feel like going. Okay, this is this is too much. These are too many villains. Like you can't. It's it's 
it's crap. Like I, I, uh, you're over overstimulating us, and as you're going down the same road as the other Spider-Man sequels. Yeah, well, they um, didn't have to give them all origins. Like it, it, in Amazing Spider-Man, when they try to, um, you know, bring all these villains uh, into play, uh, they had to give them like an origin story. In, in this case, like Scorpion just appears, you know, and all of a sudden he's there, and and Doctor Octopus again. They just assume that Spider-Man fans kind of know who they are and they just start showing them off. And it's crazy how many villains there are in this, um, in this movie. I wasn't expecting any of that. So that was really cool too. Yeah. And the way that they wrote them in was great because they just showed up as villains. They really didn't need to have the background. Mm -hmm. Like if you're watching this as a person that's never watched a Spider-Man movie or read any of the Spider-Man comics and you're watching this solely as just, you know, a timeout at the movies, it all made sense to you and it there was nothing about it that left you wondering like, well, who the hell is this villain? Because just the way that they wrote them in was was perfect. Yeah. And and then again, just like um I have not seen these the these character designs before. And I thought they were all very interesting and different um and something we haven't seen before. Like the scorpion wasn't just a guy in a suit with a scorpion tail. He was kinda like kind of had like the the Darth Maul robotic legs with the scorpion tail type of thing. And Green Goblin was an actual like demon looking goblin. Uh, and he was like giant, you know, he was huge. It reminded me of like uh, Lizzie from Rampage, the the video game type of uh, thing. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, and then <laughs> I, I think the only one I kind of didn't like uh, was Kingpin because it just looked like he was, he, he I don't know, I my <laughs> neck hurt looking at him because because of the of how he had these huge shoulders and then his neck he didn't have a neck it was just like in between his shoulders um but he you know his size and stature um made him so menacing in the movie um but overall i like the the character designs of all all the villains and and the spider-man of course but um yeah it's just something you you uh, we haven't seen before yeah speaking of the kingpin yeah i mean i thought I thought his uh, his character was good. Once again, you really get a, an idea of how much he really loved Vanessa. I mean, if you watch a Netflix Daredevil series, you know that he he how much he adores Vanessa and how much he'd do anything to get to with her. Hearing the storyline, you know, the plot of this of this movie, like, oh my god, like you lost Vanessa, and then you're trying to get another version of her from another universe to come back to you, like. Jeez Louise, enough. Like, like he was going to go to the end of the world, end of the universes. Thirsty much? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. And and I do know what you're saying, like, what you're saying about his uh, the his body not looking, like, uh, too realistic-ish. But once it was a comic, so I was like, okay. Like, I mean, it was an animation, right? I feel he can get away with it. Because he's supposed to be kind of, like, big and brooding. Um, even though I, I thought Vincent D'Onofrio, that was live action, and I still feel I still felt the same kind of uh, emotion when when he was on the screen. Um, yeah, you could say that his proportions are off. It makes you want to think like maybe Rob Liefeld drew him in this, uh, this <laughs> an, uh, animated feature, but you know he had like I think he had like some tiny ass ankles, but he had like big ass shoulders. He totally looked like that character from D- Despicable Me. Oh, grew to me. Yes, yeah. that's what he looked like to me. He's the only one, like everyone you could kind of buy because their character design mix, mixed the animation. Um, but for him, it it, um, it kind of looked like he was a character caricature of himself. 
So it was, yes. it was the proportions were just a little off. No, I mean, again, nitpicking, but I didn't, I just, I didn't love it because I loved all the other ones so much that he was probably just the one I didn't like uh, as much as the others. So, yeah. yeah. Well, all this talk about Spider-Man, I mean, we do finally see an appearance of Spider-Gwen or Spider-Woman, Gwen Stacy. Um, how did you guys like the way that she was portrayed and, you know, did she portray how you read her in the comic books? If you've read her in the comic books. Um, from what I read, so, you know, uh, I haven't read too much about her, but I mean, they covered it already off in the beginning in her, like, in her her brief intro, like, hi, I'm Gwen Stacy. My best friend was, you know, was Peter Parker in her universe and, she, you know, he was actually the lizard and she failed to save him. Right, so... I thought was that true to was that, that the was that the storyline? Was he yeah. he was the lizard and oh wow is that is that comic and accurate that's the, or is that just something they made yes, for the movie? Yes. No, for the, in the in the in the books. Really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. No, I just thought I, I thought it was the it was just a reverse reversal where uh, like she you know Peter Parker was in in the in the middle of some sort of supervillain fight and then happened to die. I didn't realize that. Oh, but that makes sense now because they did show like a shadow, shadowy figure, and it was the lizard. And then, oh yeah, no, I totally, I totally did catch that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, hey, if anything, now you might want to pick up a Gwen Stacy, uh, <laughs> uh, Spider Gwen comic book. Is I said it's. I thought her her representation was was done well. Uh, I kind of got confused in the, uh, at the point when they said because uh, obviously everyone was brought in through the collider um, device. And it kind of like threw me for a loop. Like when she was brought through the collider, she was brought a week before everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was, it was, it, it took me, it took me a minute. I was going, wait, so she already knows that she's Spider-Man or she's a Spider-Woman in another universe when she meets Miles Morales for the first time. So that's where it kind of like threw me for a little bit of a loop. And I, I kind of thought that was like a little plot hole, plot hole, because like their, their spider senses didn't go off on each other. Right, he had he had the, he had the spider senses by then. I think. Well, I think when they first meet at the high school, he he wasn't bitten by the spider yet. I think it was later that night. But I think her spider, oh. if I recall correctly, and I could be wrong, I think her spider sense just brought her to the high school, um, and kind of like knew. I could. I, I, am I wrong? It was after because there was that that there, puberty joke, puberty joke, and then he had a. The hairy palms because his because his hand got stuck to her hair. Oh no 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 no! Yeah. yeah, by that point. But then remember how he first comes in and he's like late, and then he makes that whole yeah. um, joke about. Um, oh yes, about time being relative. Yeah, time being relative, and she kind of like chuckles. I, I think at that point she was kind of like led to. Oh well, maybe she got a spidey sense. She got a spidey then. sense, but he didn't because he oh, wasn't bitten wasn't by the spider. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you know what? Then that makes sense because all right, so she didn't get the she, she got the spidey sense when she sees him later on because when she says, "Oh, what's your name?" when he meets her for the second time when he you know does the whole thing with her hair yeah. and stuff, she says, "Oh, my name is Guan Guandala." Yeah, Guanda. Yeah, yeah. So she knew like, like, "Oh, I better not tell him because he's a Spider Man," right? Yeah, I think. But that, what would it matter if she knew? I mean, and it I could mean, be maybe we're thinking way too much into this, but. Um, yeah, I think it was just a way, it was a plot device for them to have them establish a relationship before they meet the rest of the Spider-Man to kind of 
give them because her whole story is that she never she chose to never have friends again because uh, Peter Parker died in her universe and she decided that she doesn't want to have relationships. And so I think this was a way yeah. to kind of show, um, you know, spark that relationship at the beginning yeah. of this movie so they can build on that through the rest of the movie. So, but I don't yes, know. Yes, and yeah. I think it, oh no, I was just going to say it, it's important for them to build upon that because I did, you know, obviously some research afterwards <laughs> and it turns out that part two is going to evolve around those two a lot more. Right. Spider. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, I think the um, so if I'm just jumping ahead here, the, the little Easter egg at the end, um, which obviously was kind of like a little gag. But I guess um, I, I, I did some research on this because I, I didn't I want to make sure I, I got every element of it when they introduce at the Easter egg is Spider 2099, Spider-Man 2099. And they show him wearing a device. <laughs> Because I guess in the comics, he does create a device so that all the Spider-Man can jump dimensions. Um, or at least Spider-Man 2099 can jump dimensions without the use of, you know, um, a collider or whatever they would used in the uh, comic books. So, yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, jump forward to the Easter eggs that are basically foreshadowing, um, obviously, a sequel. Um, Rain had mentioned that, yeah, they're going to go dive deeper into the Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, or Spider-Gwen uh, you know, relationship, which they do actually have in in the uh, Spider-Verse comic book. Like they are, they know they know of each other already. And so it's going to be interesting them going through that, that route and then also introducing Spider-Man 2099, who, who actually, do you know who Spider-Man did that? Who voiced him? Yeah, I mean, I found at the same time, I found out it was Chris Pine. Um, it, it's um, uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, <laughs> Poe Dameron. Oscar Isaacs, there you go. A.K.A. Apocalypse. Yeah. A.K.A. Oh, the guy whose roles I have not been too fond of. Yeah, yeah. Come, come to think of it, a couple of these guys have been in comic book movies. Chris Pine was in Wonder Woman. Oscar Isaacs was Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Uncle Aaron is uh was Cottonmouth. Wow. Okay. So they're 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 pulling a couple of uh, you know, Nicholas Cage was supposed to be Superman. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say he was supposed to be Superman. Let's <laughs> uh, see. No, no, no. You're right. Look at this. so then you have uh, Wilson Fisk, who's a uh, kingpin. He's Liv Schreiber, who's Saber. Oh, right, right. Uh, who else? Oh, wow. Actually, we'll go down this little list here real quick. Who else is it? Who else is on here? Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh, Stan Lee. Oh, what did you guys think of the Stan Lee, Stan Lee cameo, Reina? Oh, it was really cool and uh, awesome. Oh, Tim. I mean, it was surprising to see that he actually was in made in appearance in this particular one. I wasn't expecting it. How about you, Nico? Yeah, I um, I think it was very well timed, and I don't. I mean. I'm assuming that cameo was already put into place uh, before he recently passed. But I think it's like what he even says in the movie is so fitting for kind of just like a nice, like final message to the world as you know, since he recently passed um, kind of giving miles Morales that little um, tidbit. Oh, the, the suit always fits, which can be taken literally as in the costume he buys, but also, kind of urging him to be the hero that he knows to be inside that type of thing. So 
I thought it was very, um, it was just very uh, well-timed um, with his passing recently. Yeah, it was, it was a nice homage. Like the last, I mean, obviously he's going to be, probably have a scene in the Avengers movie. And um, he was going to, you know, it was a nice, I don't know how to place it, but I mean, yeah, like you said, the the words that he says to Miles makes you, just, it may, resonates with you as a person too. Like going, it's, it's always, it's going to fit you. It's like, you know, the decisions you make will just, well, don't, you don't have to worry about it. You, the choices you'll make will, will work for you. And I thought, I thought overall, like it was, it's, I mean, it was great. It was, it was nice seeing him on screen one more time or, you know, second to last time. Um, and what, I mean, what else, what else was this? Well, I, I had this movie, like, so obviously this movie did, you know, pretty good in the box office. The Rotten Tomatoes, would you say it was 97%? Uh, I mean, last week, but when I went to uh, see it, it was a right 97. Let me pull it up right now and see what, if it's this. Uh, oh yeah, 97%. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really good rating for um, any movie. At, um, and then it made thirty-eight million dollars over the over the weekend, so that's I mean it's not Avengers for you know box office smash like hundreds of million dollars on opening day, but once again for a movie that I thought like was going to be like oh okay you know a nice little fun time out, it actually yeah it's it made it made a lot of money like I want to see what what the second and third weeks are going to look like, but since it's being well received like I'm pretty sure a lot of people will actually go out go out and check it out and. I, w- I wouldn't be adverse to, you know, going back to the movie theater to go watch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so, I mean, we were just talking about, like, the surprising voice cast. Do you guys know who, well, I don't know if they just produced it or if if they directed this too, but um, the creators of the Lego movie, um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they're the ones that, that, um, that were a part of this movie. And I, I'm like a huge fan of the Lego movie, both the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie. Um, and then they're the ones. That, Did you watch the Ninjago movie? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not in Ninjago. I only watched like, is that is that part of the same universe or is that like its own thing? Kind of the same universe, uh, I mean, same animation and everything. So like, yeah, because the Lego movie I thought was super clever because who the hell is going to watch a Lego movie? You know, like it, it just sounds like way kitty. Um but it was really good. And then the the Lego Batman movie um, was really good too. And it's funny because those movies are very like self-aware. They kind of make fun of themselves just like this movie does too. And then those were the two um, directors that were, um, were in charge of the Han Solo movie before they, there was created differences. And then uh, Ron Howard finished the movie. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what their Han Solo movie or solo movie would have um, turned out to be, um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of, of those two. They, they they're really clever and kind of have a good um, way of uh, telling good stories that seem very like no one would buy into those premises, and then you know they 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 find a way to pull it off. Yeah, like I said, it was like kind of a I want to say a sleep. Oh yeah, I can say it's a sleeper, right? It was it was one that was like on my radar, but not really like high in the bar yeah i mean it's not uh, like like we bought tickets the day of and i'm sure like people who are going to go see aquaman this week already have the tickets in hand if they haven't you know if, if they are planning to see it this weekend which i'm sure it's going to make a uh, shit ton fucking money so 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think another reason why I, I like this movie was because, I don't know if you've uh, known, the last couple of movies that we've went to, we haven't had a really great movie experience because of like the, the company around us. Not not us per se, but I mean, just, you know, the the, the other patrons of the theater. Okay, hold on. Let, I, I forget if you told me this story or if this was someone else, but were there someone like... Were the people next to you, they had a blanket and they were like uh, like jerking each other off or something like that? Was that you or did someone else tell me that story? Sadly, that's us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and you're, you're going to hear it too. There's, there's going to be another episode coming out. Uh, <laughs> coming where, out? With, with no Ralph pun intended? <laughs> Maybe in this one. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, we had another we had another incident at the movie theater where it was just, uh, anyways, people people will hear that and then they'll they'll understand why this time I was pleasantly my experience was better. We went at an eight a.m. movie, oh. eight a.m. on a Sunday. There was only six people in the theater, including us, right? I think. Yeah, maybe ten, twelve. But we had the whole row to ourselves. At least the first back row and it was one of the you know the lounge lounge chairs and oh everything. yeah yeah oh and oh my god it's made so much of difference i didn't have to hear anyone's chatter i didn't have to worry about someone you know jizzing on my my elbow i didn't have to worry about someone putting their drink in my cup holder no it was just so so much so much better the experience is so much better and i think that's what you know elevated my you know exp- my, my movie experience <laughs> um but anyways um Back, back, back to the Spider-Man movie and everything, you know that went well with it. Um, where does this rank for you guys in, amongst all the Spider-Man movies, live action or so? Where, where does this rank in your uh, top, let's say, top five? Like, uh, or uh, no, yeah, top five. Um, Reina, what would you say? Number one. I would put it number one for me just because it's original and it's not like the others. And they were able to do a lot of scenes that they can't necessarily do in live action movies. Um, Just the way that it was animated, the writing, um, I would put it at number one. And of course, people can debate me, but I don't care. That's my thought. Number one. Okay. Well, then, all right. So that's number one. Give us at least number two and three on the list. Well, all I know them is as Spider-Man movies, so <laughs> let me just go with people that play Spider-Man. Uh, number two would then be the Marvel, the current Spider-Man. Homecoming. In the, what's his name? Homecoming. Yes, yes. Okay. Then that would be next. And then the next one would be with, um, what's his name? Andrew. Andrew Garfield? Yes. And then the last one would be Tobey Maguire. I absolutely Oh, I'm judging you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay um, that's me but you know obviously i come from a different background and you know i'm not as involved but you know from an entertainment uh point of view and from a woman's point of view that is how i i seen them other women may debate me i don't care bring it you know where to find me wait, wait can i ask you something okay so in addition to this question can you guys rank your spider-men um obviously we your live act, live action actors. Who do you guys rank as number one, two, and three from the three live action? I, I mean, Reina, I guess you saying you're saying uh, uh, Toby's last, right? So who's who's yeah. number one? Is it Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield? 
Mm, it's hard to to figure that one out because I remember when I watched Homecoming, I kind of had an issue with that particular movie. I didn't quite like it as much. Oh, really? As I wished that I had. Um, but just, I guess, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Number one. Okay. And then Andrew Garfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Tobey Maguire. Gotcha. Okay. I can respect that. Judge me all you no, want. No, 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 no. I, I, I have a similar <laughs> ranking. Well, well, let's hear it then. Yeah. I mean, uh, spoiler alert. That's just, I mean, that's Reina. Uh, I'm on board of Reina's ranking. That's exactly how I have it. Yeah, you better be. So this was a debate I had with someone. And so the thing is, if we're just going based off of like Spider-Man, I would say uh, Tom Holland is um, Tom Holland is, is uh, the best Spider-Man and then um, and then Andrew Garfield and then Tobey Maguire. But as Peter Parker, I would say Andrew Garfield is way too cool. So he doesn't I don't know. I, I don't feel like he, he does a good Peter, Peter Parker. So I would say I would put Tobey Maguire over him. But Tobey's also too kind of like. Uh, I don't know. I, the, I, I get why you don't like Tobey Maguire. I totally do. Um, and, and there's something that bugs um, bugs me about him as well. So I would, but I would put him as a better Peter Parker than um, Andrew Garfield. And then I just feel Tom Holland is the best of both worlds. He's a good Peter Parker and he's a good Spider Man. So I kind of that's why I rank him as number one. I'll I'll tell you what's I'll tell you what you are feeling about Tobey Maguire and why you you know I just can't get on board. <laughs> It's when this guy is playing Saturday Night Fucking Fever in the streets, dressed in black with his emo haircut. And <laughs> no, then no, I mean, into a fucking that's horrible. That I mean, that there's no forgiving that at all. Um, but even before that, even which like, so if we're going to Spider-Man movies, like if I'm going to rank them, I would say um, the second Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire is um, what is my third overall Spider-Man film. Um, and even then, I didn't like him in that as much. Yeah, so if I was going to rank the movies, like my top three, it would be Into the Spider-Verse, Homecoming, and actually, yeah, um, I would take the f- uh, second Amazing Spider-Man, not Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and Doc Ock, because I thought that was actually, it was actually, you know, it was done well, but there was there was something, I don't know if it was maybe the writing, I don't know if it holds up well, maybe we could hold this up for another episode, but yeah, there's just something now that when I watch that, watch those movies i'm going oh you know i don't know if if this was a good this was a good spider-man movie at the time now does it hold over no you're letting a cartoon beat you i'm actually rooting for the cartoon pig over over you man like i i I would rather watch a spinoff of uh spider-ham than you know watching tommy mcguire once again play scatman madu over there and fucking at the jazz club trying to make uh mj jealous which by the way i think that's another reason why i think kristen dunce just phoned it in oh i hated her <laughs> as mj i really did i can't stand her i think that's why like you know that they had three of those right with toby mcguire yeah, yeah. three uh three is the one where he's dancing right yeah unfortunately oh god i think that's why like it just really tarnished that whole <laughs> series where i'm just like you know what i hate it 
I, I don't even want to see this again ever. No, no. The best part of Spider-Man Three was seeing James Franco play play the role of 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 a, of a dick when he realized that he was a villain, and he said, like, "Oh, okay." I'm gonna go ahead and try and screw screw over Peter Parker. Oh yeah, I totally loved him. I wish that he would have came out the the hero in that particular one. I was totally rooting for him. He kind of did. He he sacrificed himself. In, yeah, uh, but I wish I wish that he was the hero. Oh, you wish he was Spider Man? Yes. No, I can't. No, I can't see. I can't, I, see, no, I can't, I can't see that Spider Man. But I'm just saying, I really like his character better than I did Tobey Maguire's. Well, can you imagine if you saw James Franco as Spider Man? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm picturing him as Tommy Wiseau from Disaster Artist yes. playing as... The only time you'll see that is on SNL or something like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be the best. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Nico, did we did we find out what how you ranked your movies? Oh, least? I said, um, so for me, it would be Homecoming. Um, Homecoming and then Into the Spider-Verse. And if I can judge Far From Home, I probably already pre-placed that at number three. <laughs> and then, um, but if I had to pick one now, I would I'd pick Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I mean, Far From, far from Home is not so far away, actually. It's in, in a, we're going to be a stone's throw away next July. Oh, yeah, it's coming right out, it coming right um, after Infinity War. Um, yeah, so, so that's, it's... Soon, soon enough, we're going to be podcasting about that, uh, about that movie, and then how much we're going to probably move this movie down on the rankings of our Spider-Man movies. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you by any chance um, have you heard of the trailer description of that? Because they were supposed to release the trailer like the same week um, as uh, Infinity War, um, or sorry, Endgame, but then President Bush died, so they decided to kind of hold off. So I don't know. Rumor is that it's going to release um, sometime very soon, but it. Well, I heard it, I heard they released it at the Brazil Comic Con, yeah, yeah. right? So they released it there, and then there have been a lot of like uh, just uh, written descriptions of what the trailer is about. So I thought just just from hearing it, I'm pretty hyped about it already. I'm hyped about it overall because like you have Jake Gyllenhaal who's going to be playing um, Mysterio. Uh, Mysterio. Yeah. Well, actually, here you go. How about that, Reina? How would you like Jake Gyllenhaal as as Spider Man? No, because I think he looks like Tobey Maguire, and I still associate that with him. So I'm I'm not buying it. Exactly, that was, that was the answer I knew I was leading you into because I know you. That's what you thought that that Jake Gyllenhaal looks like uh, Tobey Maguire. I mean, I I can't tell between the two. He was supposed to um, play. Um, he was supposed to. Uh, I think he he went after the part of Spider Man, um, and then Tobey Maguire got it. Or I don't know. I think they were going. I, I know at some point the the name attached to Spider Man was um, Jake Gyllenhaal. So I can't, I, I can't, I don't know if that was before Toby or after Toby, um, but at, at some point his name was attached to Spider-Man. So it's interesting well, that he's that's... playing Mysterio now, which I think is pretty cool. Well, it's, it's, it's he's come in, like, I guess you could say full circle-ish, because now he's playing in a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh Last few thoughts, though, on Into the Spider-Verse. Was there actually, besides Kingpin, was there actually anything that you could say, like, maybe you wish they they changed or maybe they could have added, elaborated, elaborated more? Yeah, they could have elaborated more on why the hell is it Miles Morales and not Miles Davis? I was wondering that the whole time, like, okay, if it's Uncle Aaron Davis and Jefferson Davis, why the hell is his last name Morales? Are they not married? Like, 
I was wondering that for the entire movie. So it was Your kind of mind went totally a different place. I didn't even think about that. Didn't even cross my mind until you mentioned that right now. And oh yeah, that's the way I think, man. <laughs> Who's his dad? <laughs> Rena wanted to have have the parents go on Mori Povich right there and then. She's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, stop the movie. I need some. I need a blood test. I need. I need. I need to know the backstory. Why? Why did you not wife her up yet? What's wrong with you? Exactly. That was that was totally distracting. And so on the way home, I'm like, God, I gotta, I gotta know. And so, you know, I read a forum on Reddit at, you know, I wasn't the only one having this question. Why the hell? I'm googling it right now. Well, did you did you find an answer? Yes, it's because when he introduces himself um, as Miles Davis, he doesn't, you know, he feels a little bit weird. Because, you know, people will know he's named after the musician, Miles Davis. And so, therefore, he uses his mother's last oh. name so that it doesn't sound. Yeah. So, I mean, it yeah, made yeah. sense. Once I read it, you know, the world was all right again. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> if they would have said that, then, you know, at least I would not have been distracted in the middle of the movie wondering, like, why the hell is his last name Morales? But other than that, the movie was awesome. Um, <laughs> that's me nitpicking and... That was it for me. My take on that. What about you, Nico? Um, not, not much. I would change in this. Um, I think because you know what the thing is, I went in this into this movie thinking it was gonna be a ninety minute, you know, uh, movie because most animation movies are are not that much longer. But it was almost two hours. Um, but even even at that runtime, I kind of wish we just spent a little bit more time um, with um, some of the other Spider Men, just because they all seem so interesting. They're all very different um and they all have different styles and i just i mean i had to google this but did you guys know that spider ham that he was he wasn't um a pig bit by a spider he was a spider that was bit by a radioactive pig <laughs> did you know that yeah yeah i i, I remember reading that uh, that tidbit somewhere I, I mean i just like I, you know, I just I I read that after the movie, and I was just like, man, I kind of wish I just I spent a little bit more time with some of these characters because even his power set is just like I can grab a mallet from anywhere, you know. And uh, Spider-Man Noir can only see in black and white <laughs> because his comic is all in black and white, you know. Um, yeah, I like the gag with the Rubik's cube. I'm gonna take this home yeah. with me. Yeah, he couldn't see purple or something like that. I mean, it it was really cool. Even the anime uh, Spider-Man or Penny Parker or whatever her name was, um, you know, just really cool. Like, I I, kind of wish we spent a little bit more because I I know when uh, Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales and the other Spider-Man, but those three, I didn't know anything about. Um, So if if I could say add maybe an extra 10 minutes with just little things, uh, uh, a little bit more scenes with them. I thought um, uh, might have been cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, you just jump forward into them going to Aunt May, into the bunker, the spider bunker, which was actually pretty cool because they had nice little Easter eggs. You had a hall of, hall of Spider-Man suits instead of a hall of armor. I was like, oh, shit, they had everything there. They had they had superior spider. They had uh, the black suit spider. They had the they spider had, buggy. Uh, Yes, they had the spider buggy, they had a spider motorcycle. They even had the PS4 version of the suit that they have right now on the, the PS4 game. That, that was in the mm-hmm. background. I, I thought there were like so many cool little Easter egg uh, eggs throughout the movie. 
Um, yeah, I do. I do wish they did go a little, just a little bit more into the characters, or if they got a little bit more screen time overall. Yeah. Um, I did like the um, like the nods to like some of the urban culture, like the part where you uh, when the collider brought in, like you know how it was distorting oh, reality yeah, yeah, yeah. in a, in a way. You just hear someone, "Hey, look! It's it must a be a, a it must be a Banksy, yeah, yeah right, right now." <laughs> yeah, and then shout out to uh, Chance the Rapper because he actually kind of had a, a little bit of a cameo in this. In a way, if you notice in uh in his uh Miles Morales's uh, dorm room, there was a ra- there was the picture of a rapper, right in the background with the number four hat on. Oh, I didn't notice that. Instead, of like, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, the, and it's like the same picture from Chance the Rapper's uh one of his albums. I think it was, the, it was his last one. Um, but yeah, it was like with number four, and I was like, oh, nice. It's going close, but no cigar, Chance. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the whole joke about you know save it for Comic Con that was. That was really like a great ode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was asking the question. He was like, how many Spider-Men are there? Yeah. Save that question for Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah. what's Comic-Con? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was, I mean, if only you knew. God damn you, Miles. Don't you dare yeah. troll us. Um, oh, but, and yeah, Raina touched on it. It was great. Uh, he wasn't a whiny character. I didn't have any qualms about this movie. I mean, nothing too much where I, I feel like I can knock off some points off of it. And speaking of points, like what would you rate this on the scale on your like nine to ten, uh, Reina? Um, I'll give it a nine because it really was entertaining. It was original. Um, I could relate to all characters. I wasn't left wondering anything. Um, nine for me. Nico? Yeah, I would say probably uh, eight or a nine. Um, I'm leaning more towards a nine, but yeah. Um, nothing much to complain about this movie at all, especially like I just had, I, I didn't have that many, that much of an expectation. It was just like, Oh yeah, it's a Spider-Man movie. I'll go see it. So yeah. Yeah. Look at that. The Mustajos are all on board because I'm going with a nine as well. It was, a uh, there's a great time out at the movie theaters, uh, original storylines. Uh, like I said, we did, I didn't know how they're going to take this into the Spider-Verse from what I read in the book and how they're going to put it on, on the screen. And I wasn't disappointed. Right, going, oh, you didn't have, you know, it's not like the comic book uh, event. Like, going, this is crap. Like, I don't like. No, it still kept me entertained all the way through and through. Um, the writing was, it, it wasn't too, it wasn't uh, dumbed down where you're writing pandering towards just kids. Like, you, you, you were able to appease both audiences. And like you said, Nico, you touched upon like Miles Morales is the kids, and this is the entry point for their, for their uh, nerdiness and. Yeah, P- Peter B. Parker is like the, it's like us. I don't want to say we're old, but we're like the the grizzly vets that are just like, uh, okay, I've done this song and dance one too many times already. Uh, I'm kind of jaded by the world. Let's just go through the let's go through the motions, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But I mean, it was it was great. I mean, nothing. I can I can, I can't praise a movie anymore, especially since I came with it with kind of like a, you know average bar and i didn't have anyone ruin my movie going experience by screwing all <laughs> i did somebody ruined my movie vince because i made a note here he ate all the popcorn damn it in the middle i reached and there was nothing there damn it i should have went with someone else no 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 when i went i said do you want anything like i know it's eight o'clock in the morning i was like yeah but it's still a movie i gotta watch i gotta watch a movie with popcorn i just got a small you said small. If we got the medium, it would have lasted. No. 
You still should have left me some damn popcorn. Take uh, notes for Aquaman. Now, uh, now I'm the one. Yeah, I'm the one that's got my experience ruined by you. Damn it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that why you give it a nine? I'm yeah. the I'm the I'm the negative point. Yeah. Next episode, I'm going to go on a rant on how this guy ate all my popcorn on the next one. You're the reason for my experience being oh, ruined. Nico just said it. Then the Aquaman review, when we watch it, like, don't worry, you'll have your own popcorn. Yeah, well, better. Better. Okay. Yeah, that, don't worry that, about that's it. That's like all a right, two and a half hour movie, so you guys better get enough popcorn for the whole whole sitting there. <laughs> I'm going to get the large there with the go. free refill. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up here today. Uh, is there... Nico, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Nico Suave. Um, that's spelled N-W-E-Q-O dot S-U-A-V-E. Um, I'm private, but if you guys go ahead and let me know you're a friend of the podcast, I'll go ahead and add you. Reyna, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me at Reyna, R-E-Y-N-A, X-8-1. Same as Nico. I am on private, but if you plead enough, I may just add you. <laughs> Wow. Plead. I love it. Um, Supply and demand right there. Um, the clout with this one. The clout. Um, and my name is uh, Vince, vmastajo09 on Instagram and vinsanity09 on a rarely used Twitter. Uh, we also have our Keeping It Nerd social media. So you have Keeping It Nerd on Instagram. We have our email address, keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your Send us your comments. Let us know. What did you guys think of uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Was it was it a good time for you? Did you guys think it was... Uh, like, what do you guys think? Uh, what else? We are on Instagram. We're on, that's our email address. Rate, like, subscribe to this uh, podcast. We always like uh, uh, hearing from you all. And um, that's about it from here. The Mustajos are swinging out of here. Keep it real. And keep it nerd. Check the podcast, nerds about the broadcast About to drop some knowledge on your brain with all these hot facts Came in anime and even comic got you covered I'll just listen to this intro from this budget down a loving yeah. We'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty Like we jumping through these portals, trust me none of this is boring In the cover all these topics started A until the letters Z A tackle titan all the way to Zoro, that's more than one piece Keep it nerd or nothing, yeah you know that is our motto And if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow Got the host with the most, he got moves like he's Star-Lord All these haters like it's Star Wars Far more content than you could even ask for Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Blowing up cause you know we got a bomb cast Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Blowing up cause you know we got a bomb